Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday evening. My name is Allison Dijak, and welcome to On the Scene, your weekly source for KW music, arts, and event listings here on MidtownRadio.ca. We want to begin our program tonight by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional and contemporary stolen territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral people, as well as the Haldeman Tract, land promised to the Six Nations that runs six miles on each side of the Grand River. Now, our show on the scene will be live every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m., here on midtownradio.ca. And tonight is a very special episode. This marks our 50th episode of On The Scene that we have done. So tonight I'm joined as always by my co-host, co-producer and man on the soundboard, Derek Rydell. Hello. Happy 50th. Yes, happy 50th. Crazy. <laughs> I it does not seem like 50 episodes, but wow. I know. Yeah, I was uh so I I realized this like 2 weeks ago because I was uploading our show on Transistor, our on-demand platform, and it said like 54 episodes available. It's like Oh, did I miss like the milestone? And then I realized like on demand we have like some bonus segments, right, some like mini segments and stuff. So then I actually went through and individually counted like the full length interview episodes. And this is number 50 uh, that either one of us has been at the show uh, doing an interview with some guests. Milestone, our first milestone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's been like a year and a half and uh 50 episodes, so like probably at least a hundred guests. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say because like a lot of episodes had two guests, some had six guests, some had one. So uh, yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, sort of reflect back on it. Next week, we'll do our wrap-up episode for the season, sort of think back on some of those uh, fun episodes we've had. So, yeah, cheers to 50. We're having some fun drinks tonight to celebrate. I usually don't drink when we do an episode, but I decided to do it tonight. (laughs) I I can't say the same. I (laughs) I usually always drink during the episode. I just start to flub things. I get so nervous reading the bio of someone if I'm, like, a little buzzed. I'm like, I'm going to mess something up. <laughs> That's why I forget to hit the mute button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't resist. Uh, tonight, we are hanging out at the Adventurers Guild in downtown Kitchener. Mm-hmm. We always love going and finding different places that are hosting fun events or contributing to part of our local arts and culture scene. Um, so we're hanging out at Adventurers Guild Board Game Cafe um, this is such a cool place to be. Great is, cozy vibes. I gotta say, just because of the theme of the show and what we're gonna be talking about tonight, we need to do it justice here. Yeah. We're back at the Adventures Guild. So yeah. we have to do it something more like finally <laughs> on the scene has come back to the Adventures Guild. <laughs> I'm going to nerd out this whole episode. I'm sorry. We got some (laughs) foreshadowing of what we're talking about tonight. So tonight, we are very excited to be joined by Sarah Guidlinger and Colin Hunter from their upcoming film, The Ref Didn't See It. It's a wrestling-themed film themed film see there i had a few sip of my drinks and it's just (laughs) the words are going out um wrestling themed 
film. And uh, yeah, I'm just so excited to chat with them about it. It's all about the referees. I know. Which is cool. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like it's like a bit of a behind the scenes look into sort of what happens at a wrestling match, right? And if there's one thing I like, I love, I love pro wrestling. I mm-hmm. love wrestling, but I also love all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always really interesting to hear about it. Yeah. So very, very excited to chat with them later in our show. We're also going to be playing some local music as always, talking about some upcoming events that are going on in town this weekend, and just, you know, happy to be here for our 50th episode of On the scene you also wore a special shirt i did yeah i did i'm wearing tell us my, a little uh, bit about it we'll take a picture for instagram this is, <laughs> this is my uh rock just bring it shirt that i got uh god what was it 2001 i think okay. wrestlemania nice. 18 at the sky dome one of nice. the great matches of all time the rock versus uh Hulk Hogan. Nice. Yeah. Had to wear it. Yeah, okay. Total vision. I only crack it out for very special occasions. Yeah. <laughs> we'll snap a pic for our Instagram followers. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get things started with a little bit of music tonight. Uh, in a minute, we're going to hear a song from local pop punk rockers, Living Room for Small. They have been doing incredible things lately. I don't know if you follow them a ton, Derek, but... Um, they're a great duo. They were a three-piece for a while, but down to a duo now. Uh, Owen and Nate. They are just like doing the hustle and working their butts off mm-hmm. uh, to become like the next big Kitchener band and beyond. Honestly, um, I feel like I keep seeing them popping up on like opening slots for bigger bands, and they're going to be opening for Mono Whales at Maxwell's uh, in a few weeks. And Mono Whales just went to Juno this year, That's so. Right. Pretty big deal for very them. Very cool, very cool. Um, so we're actually going to hear from Nate. He's going to introduce uh, their upcoming song. Hey there, listeners. It's Nate from Living Room for Small. Thanks for tuning in to Midtown Radio. We're a local band from KW, and we're playing a show at Maxwell's December 6th with Mono Whales. This is a new one called Just Like You, available now on all platforms. Take a listen. Strawberry lipstick, you're staining your fingertips. Call me a 
You just heard Just Like You, the brand new single from Living Room for Small, local KW pop punk rockers. Welcome back to On the Scene here on Midtown Radio. My name is Allison Dijak, and we are hanging out at the Adventurers Guild here in downtown Kitchener to celebrate our 50th episode of On the Scene. I'm joined by Derek Rydell, and we are super excited for this episode. We are chatting (laughs) all things wrestling, nerding out a little bit with Sarah Guidlinger and Colin Hunter, the pair between the upcoming film The Ref Didn't See It. We're also going to be playing more music from great local musicians and chatting about some events that are happening in town this weekend. So let's get into it. What's your first event you're excited about this weekend? Or maybe over the next couple of weeks? Because we don't have a lot of shows coming up. Yeah, so. I got uh, next weekend, uh, I got a few. So okay. um, Dive Bar, mm-hmm. uh, Friday night, so, uh, December 8th at 7 p.m. It's uh, B.A. Johnson. Oh, nice. With Elvis Punkley, Gourmet, and the Redacted Apes. That sounds like a fantastic night. And it happens to be Elvis Punkley is releasing an album, a Christmas album. What? <laughs> Christmas <laughs> yes. Punk Elvis a, album. It's going to be something. Yes. So, and, and, and I mean, we know Elvis Punkley. Yeah. Former guest of the show. Uh, it should be very entertaining to see them in BA. And BA. Yeah. That's so good. So it's, uh, <laughs> and, and that's $20. Nice. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Well, then, and then we have on uh, the 9th, mm-hmm. December 9th, Saturday, December 9th, uh, Off the Rope Studios and KW Punk uh, Rock presents the Punk Rock Slobberknocker Volume 2. Nice. Uh, so there are going to be, well, and it's got a special guest, <gasps> former WWE superstar Gangrel. What? Will That's be so in cool. ring. Uh, good, good gap for and that. And there's performances <laughs> by bands such as Bad Eggs, The Implode, Imploders, uh, Psychic Void, Wedge, and much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at 6.30 p.m. and it's 25 bucks. I didn't get to go see the, the first one. I really yeah. wanted to. I didn't get to go see it. I'm going to go to this one. I'm very excited about it. Nice. Uh, from what I understand, it's uh, like a couple matches and then uh, some punk uh, performances and yeah. then some more matches. It sounds really cool. Is it at Elements again? It's at Elements Nightclub. Nice. Yeah. Elements I lo- Nightclub. I love that Elements gets used from time to time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fun. And then one quick, well, well, actually, I got one one or two more here. Anyways, um, so there's also the Punk Rock Flea Market, which takes place beforehand at Elements as well. There's going to be over 20 vendors, plus performances by uh, Suplex, uh, Your Pal Bill, The Essential Letdowns, who will be, it's their 10th anniversary show, uh, and many more. Uh, that's from 12 to 5 at Elements. It's $5 Mm -hmm. to get in or pay what you can. So you could spend basically the whole day whole day at, at elements, elements. <laughs> doing uh, if fun you punk rock to. stuff <laughs> and then we'll do one last really quick one that's okay uh dive bar christmas day christmas night i should say okay uh jmv entertainment presents black christmas uh basically an abstract reunion for the old okay. abstract people on usually christmas gather on day. christmas day it's really really cool there is a dress code you must dress all in black to get in it's ten dollars to get in and this year they asked yours truly to DJ it. So what? I will be DJing, cool. uh, which I'm really looking forward to because I've gone to it in years past and it's 
pretty awesome. That's so yeah. fun. Monday night, Christmas day at the dive. Bar. Oh yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Well, lots to look forward to. Um, yeah, I got a few other holiday events as well. Um, next week on Tuesday, no, on Monday, sorry. On Monday, um, is another installment of the Buzzies series. I think I chatted about this a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but Pat the Dog Theater Creation is doing this new series at the Registry Theater. Basically, every month they choose someone from the community to curate sort of like a variety show. Um, Sam Nabby did a hip-hop night. Um, I know there was like a dance sort of night as well. Next week, Ashe Dalvi, who's been on the show as our film reviewer, yep. Um, they are curating Jingle All the Gay. It is a queer celebration with drag, stand-up comedy, poetry, just an awesome, joyful holiday celebration. A bunch of former um, guests from yeah, the show. Are, yeah, are, are definitely. Yeah. yeah. So it's sort of a whole has turned into this whole evening. Um, from five to six thirty PM, people can come and have a little dress up party. Uh, they can come up come up in a costume and kind of just socialize, hang out with people, listen to music. There's also going to be things to dress up in there. Um, from 6 till 7, um, there is a Rad Riot Books market. So okay. Rad Riot Books is the book organization that Ashe runs. And then the performance is at 7.30. So tickets are $15. And yeah, there's going to be drag from Sasha Tees. I know that Kez Vicario Robinson is performing. So there's going to be stand-up poetry. Just like a really wholesome evening, I think. Very um, cool. And it's also going to be followed by a festive dance party. So... Gotta head love those dance parties. Yeah, so head to the registry on December 4th. Um, that's Monday. A great way to uh, just make Mondays a little bit more fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so also next weekend, Chris Kindle is coming back to downtown Kitchener. Yes. The Chris Kindle Market, a classic for Kitchener. Yeah. Starts on Thursday night and goes till Sunday Tons of tons of local businesses that you can shop from, uh, food vendors, lights, skating. You can buy a Christmas tree there. So can you really? Yeah. So if you're not in a festive mood mood yet, head to Chris Kindle, and that will certainly get you in the mood. One hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. And I got one more little event shout out before we chat with our special guests. Um, Dog Friendly KW is hosting their second annual holiday festival. Um, they put on a pretty incredible one last year. I don't know if you were there, but Midtown Radio took part in it. We did some music for them and helped them record one of their live podcasts. And it was wild. Just like so many dogs everywhere in downtown Kitchener. They were like playing games with the dogs and doing scavenger hunts. And there was dog vendors everywhere. Very cool. And the Dog Friendly KW team are just really wonderful people that are so passionate about bringing this community together. Um, so it should be a really fun day. It's on Saturday, December 2nd. And again, there's going to be tons of vendors, activities, trivia, scavenger hunt, uh, photo opportunities. They are going to be doing another live Q&A podcast episode. So if you have a dog or if you like to look at cute dogs, um, the Dog Friendly KW Holiday Festival is definitely something to check out. 
Huh. Lots going on. <laughs> lot Lots of holiday yeah, stuff. Yeah. I love it, honestly. That's just scratching the surface. Too. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more going on. So. I know. There's way, way more uh, coming up in the month, but that's just a little bit of events to get people going in the holiday spirit yeah. in December. And uh, later in the show, I have to say, I've snuck in a holiday song. <laughs> you know, I love to do I know, it. I know it's not love even you, December yet. You love the yet. Christmas music in August. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even December yet, but we're going to listen to a holiday song later in the show. But for now, we are going to chat with our lovely guests that are here tonight. Um, one of our favorite things to do on, on the scene is to chat with people that are making our local community a better place through their art, through their events, through things that they are creating. So we're very excited to chat with these two people. Sarah Guidlinger is a local multimedia storyteller. She's a podcast host, photographer, filmmaker, and producer. She does it all. She's also an occasional guest host for On The Scene. Sarah teamed up with Colin Hunter, creator of Kayfabe News, a satirical wrestling news website, to direct The Ref Didn't See It, a celebration of the un unsung heroes of wrestling, the referees. The pair have been visiting wrestling studios, particularly Off the Rope Studio in Kitchener, to chat with referees, wrestlers, and everyone that plays a role in getting a wrestling show up in the ring. They released their official teaser last month, and we're excited to hear more about it. So welcome to On The Scene, Sarah and Colin. Thank hey, you. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. I'm always happy to be on this side of the mic and not <laughs> screwing up on the other side. <laughs> not on the, the planning side. You just That's get right. to be here and chat with us. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> well, uh, Sarah, I know that you host a wrestling podcast. Yep. We've sort of chatted about that a little bit before, but when did you develop a love of wrestling? Oh, I'm not even sure if that's accurate yet. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it is accurate, actually. Uh, so Marshall Ward is my co-host mm. and, um, and co-creator of the Bond Park podcast. And he is possibly the world's biggest wrestling fan. Okay. Um, he's actually quoted in books. He, I would consider him an, an historian. Wrestling is pretty much... Uh, his life. Nice. Is that right, Marshall? You can call in on the phone that doesn't exist <laughs> and correct us. Um, and I had been pitching to Marshall for a long time that a wrestling podcast would be a lot of fun mm -hmm. because I know nothing or knew nothing about wrestling okay. at the time. Uh, and he knows everything. So I thought that would be sort of a fun shtick. And because Colin Hunter is so connected with the wrestling world, mm -hmm. um, he was able to get us all of these super cool guests. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, somebody would pop up on the screen and they would be a famous wrestling person. I'd be like, you have a mug that says world's greatest dad. Do you got kids? And that's how the <laughs> conversation would start. Yeah, it'd be funny. Like Marshall would be really nerding out yeah. because a wrestler yeah. that he's watched for 35 years is on the other end of the line. And, and yeah. Sarah's like, who are you? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. And all these things that wrestling fans... You know, you know what the people's elbow is. Oh, and wrestling I know fans know what the people's yes. elbow is because The Rock did it. <laughs> but they're doing this interview with, with a wrestler and he mentions mm. the people's elbow. And Sarah goes, wait, what's that? Yeah. And it was so funny. <laughs> you had to hear this WWE wrestler. It was Tyson Kidd, yep. right? You had to hear him say, wait, what is that? And re him realizing, oh, it's stupid. <laughs> and he had to explain, like, oh, the wrestler bounces back and forth for a while. Then he stops, and then he lifts one leg and one arm. And, yeah. And, uh, but it's it's a pretty weak finisher. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I know that now, but I had to know, like, so it's the people's because all the people have voted. He's that the this people's is the, champ. Yeah, the Rock is the people's it champ. It was really hard. Even That's that, exactly you telling me that, I'm like, said, as if okay. It's common knowledge. Yeah, it wasn't common knowledge yeah. at all. And you know, Marshall and I had been working on some films together already, and um, 
and, uh, and I've known him forever. You, they're mm-hmm. special wrestling friends. They're very special <laughs> wrestling <laughs> that's, that's friends. That's a nice nice. way to put it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, well, who met maybe in a lineup to s- to meet Ozzy Osbourne. That's right. Okay. Yes, we both shared. In the days before cell phones. So we didn't know each other, and turns out we both were passionate about two things: the music of Mr. Ozzy Osbourne mm-hmm. and pro wrestling. And nice. Ozzy was doing an autograph signing in Toronto like 25 years ago, or I forget how long, long time, and. I happened to be standing for hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. next to this guy, Marshall. We realized <laughs> we had common interests. We stayed in touch. Then Sarah here ended up meeting him because they're neighbors. At Bond Park. Yeah, yes. yes. And then and the because of this small <laughs> okay. town thing that happens yeah. with creative people who yeah. know each other, everyone knows everybody anyway. And so, yeah, these kind of projects kind of evolve. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I was going to ask how you guys met each other. Well, you I know, didn't even answer your people, question. Yeah. I'm talking over you. That's oh my okay. gosh, see, I'm already screwing up. <laughs> <laughs> Making eyes at Derek like, see, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the, the, the fandom and the appreciation of wrestling snuck up on me. Yeah. To answer your original question, through the podcast, meeting these lovely people, mm-hmm. and then rest, uh, filming at all these wrestling shows, it just, Colin sent me a clip one day of something ridiculous, and I said, I said I've watched it three times. I love this. And he's like, oh, <laughs> you're in it's yeah. happening yeah. to you <laughs> it, it sneaks up on you yeah. Yeah. yeah so Colin as someone that maybe grew up watching wrestling or yep. has more of a sort of deeper knowledge and love of it yeah when did you start getting into wrestling was it part of your childhood it was it, I, I was the classic kid of the 80s who saw Hulk Hogan on TV right when right you know I happened to be watching TV we only had two channels mm-hmm. but that's when wrestling suddenly started appearing on one of the two channels right Mm -hmm. and so i like millions of other kids fell in love with wrestling and wwf and all the cartoony characters but i never stopped paying attention to it and i've always liked it always Mm -hmm. from this like detached uh almost like sarcastic not sarcastic sounds too snide uh sort of a humorous perspective just because my dad and i would watch it together and and we've always poked fun at it Mm because it's so implausible it's so silly but it's implausible and silly in all the ways that real life is. Just yeah. just cranked a little bit different, right? <laughs> so we always joke that there's a there's a wrestling analogy for anything you could possibly imagine mm. in life. Just like Shakespeare, as okay. you know, he writes about the, the human condition. Wrestling, there's something for everybody, and mm-hmm. so I, I became more fascinated than a fan, and then I got so fascinated that I. I'm now doing a deep dive into the person who you're not even supposed to pay attention to, the referee. <laughs> yeah, tell me, before we chat about the film, tell me just a little bit about Kayfabe News. So you yeah. have this whole website that I sort of was looking at throughout the week as I was oh, I'm, getting my ready to chat with you. <laughs> because if you're not a wrestling fan, it's uh, I'm always amazed when people who don't follow wrestling say mm. they read my stuff. And occasionally... The joke, like, it's really the onion for wrestling yes, fans. Yes, that's that, what that I kind of got when I looked at it. The simplest way of putting it, it is it's, it's the onion but about wrestling. Um, and some of the articles do resonate because the joke is, the joke works and mm-hmm. wrestling is just the context, but the joke, yeah. the mechanics of it yeah. work for anything. But I'm always amazed when someone says, oh, I was looking at your website. And I'm like, why? Well, it's like, it would be like me going on to like a medieval poetry website. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I okay, yeah. I was looking at it just to figure out what it was yeah. that you did. So, yeah, that, I've been doing that about 10 years. Wow, um, fun. And at first, uh, I'm, I'm not quite as militant about it, but I was writing a, one fake satirical humorous article every day yeah. year after year until wow. now there's thousands of them and through that process I first of all I, 
I didn't get known in the wrestling world, but that kayfabe news did. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it came time to make a movie, Mm -hmm. when we decided we want to do that, I started reaching out to wrestlers and saying, hi, I'm the guy that behind this satirical news site. Thankfully, I built up enough equity that they say, oh, I love your stuff. I'd (laughs) I'd be happy to help. So for for 10 years, I kind of had to slog away just behind my laptop, coming up with goofy stories about wrestling to for these doors to now open. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that conversation. Like when did you start deciding that you were going to make a wrestling movie? When did you start deciding you're going to make a film together? Was it film first, then idea, or was it Mm-mm. wrestling first, then like maybe we make a movie about it? I think it was idea first. Um, I, on September 2nd okay, of 22. Oh, hello. I, I received a message from Colin that said idea. And then there was like, <laughs> there's about 10 chat bubbles that Take said, a dictation, please. <laughs> yes. uh, I've always loved the referee, uh, referees, excuse me. Like I could read it out if we've got a book worth everything, all the history of the movie going. But nice. um, it was basically, here's the idea. Yeah. We want to focus on the wrestling referee. I think that this could work for these reasons. It's never been done before. And you That's and Marshall are the right reason. people to mm-hmm. tell it, right? Um, so we just sent him a video back almost immediately in character. I had to be told what character to be of Miss yep. Elizabeth. And yep, Marshall and Sarah were then Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Okay. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, All right. yeah. Derek knows them. Like, we are the duo that's like, I don't know, and you know yeah, you it. Could, you we are the, the Sarah podcast. and Marshall. You should start unscripted for us, because yeah. now I think I know yeah, too much about wrestling. Start a rival podcast locally <laughs> on this very niche subject. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it. It started with a with a, an idea, and Marshall and I thought it was it was great. And You said, um, oh yeah, we're doing this. That's basically yeah. what we sent back. I didn't get what we were sent sending back, but Marshall said, trust me, it makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I then kept we bouncing the it. idea off of people that I know in the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for someone to say that's a dumb idea you shouldn't do it or it's been okay. done Nobody did. Every, everyone said that's a neat idea you should mm-hmm. do it yeah and, so, yeah. and it turns out we we're right because I, I you know everyone's biased and everybody loves their own baby mm-hmm. but we've got a really good movie here we do. and not just for wrestling dorks we have a, a human story that happens to circle around wrestling and that's yeah. what i in my background i was a reporter for the record mm-hmm. here in uh kitchen waterloo and and that was basically my beat, was to find a neat human interest story mm-hmm. that didn't really fit in any category. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, yeah, I, I like telling these uh, stories you wouldn't expect to hear. The, the mm-hmm. wrestling movie that's about the referee, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And when you just said there, like, we have a neat movie on our hands, um, everyone has been so receptive to it. There was a moment when we cut our very first trailer when we were just trying to put something together to show people to see if they wanted to be interested mm-hmm. in it. And I sent the team a message and just said, I think, boys, looks like we got a movie on our hands here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not really, I mean, wrestling dorks will love it. And I affectionately say wrestling dorks because I think I am one now. Mm-hmm. They will love it. Derek, you will love one this movie. One of us. <laughs> one yeah. of us. Yeah, I, I get that now. And, and that I have to clap in it. No, from now on. Yeah. But Alison, this you movie is for you it. too. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I, don't, I don't get that. But <laughs> this movie is for everyone. I think it's, it's, um, it's more of that human interest story than it is like a, a, a very specific wrestling narrative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what's neat is that the the referee in wrestling, it looks like the referee from any other sport, but mm-hmm. in theory, in any other sport, the referee isn't in on what's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, you're wearing the costume of a of a real referee, but there's so much else going on. Mm-hmm. But I love that hidden story. It's like, well, okay, if it's a rigged sport, how really are they doing <laughs> the magic trick? And and that's yeah. really. You know, the behind the scenes stuff and me, you know, part of the movie is me learning how to do it and getting in the mm-hmm. ring. 
being a, being a trained. A, yeah, being a clumsy middle-aged guy who hasn't been in the ring, you know, I've had to sweat and hurt and, yeah. and get beat up and uh, So you've taken bumps. I have taken some bumps. Yeah. I have taken a series of very hard chops to the chest. Yeah, you um, can see it on their their Kickstarter yeah. website. Yeah. I'm looking at it to the forehead. Yeah, yeah. So I, got, I was in a death match <laughs> oh and God. all sorts of stuff. But I'm trying to do a little bit of everything because wrestling is a is a variety show. Yeah. Mm. There are comedy it's matches. Scary. There are like serious death matches and yeah. there's like technical skill based matches. And as the referee, I can sort of bounce around and I'm trying to experience a little bit of all of the variety show. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, when when uh, there was a show coming up and they said, what match would you like to referee? I thought, well, what haven't I done yet? I want to do that mm-hmm. and that. And, and uh, we've got a show coming up in Kitchener soon where mm-hmm. I, I got to call dibs on a match or two I, where I'm very excited. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have sort of been doing this, I guess, the last year yeah. or so. Yep. So you said September last year was when you started that message. Tell me about some of the places that you've been visiting. Like, I know you've been at Off the Rope Studio in Kitchener. We've chatted with the folks from there before. But what's the year looked like? You know, are you going out of town? Are you bringing guests in? Zoom calls? or Yes. Or the answer what? is yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not so much Tell- Zoom. I okay. mean, yeah. we've, this, we've done as much in-person filming as possible. Nice. I, I'm kind of telling this same story everywhere we go. But the truth is, I came into filming for this movie with uh, with the backing of you know Kitchener Public Library letting mm. us use their common studios equipment and I had all these big ideas about fancy filming and that very quickly fell apart. This is you have to get. I've been almost smooshed a few times. Um, like I've, heavy, m- greased up muscle men falling <laughs> out the of the top row. Smooshed of, doesn't mean yeah, kiss. Means gets yeah, yeah. Oh, smooch. <laughs> crushed. Yeah. Smooshed. Crushed by falling. Yeah. Smushed. <laughs> crushed by falling giant bodies. Yeah. There's uh, internet evidence of that. It's mostly been local. Um, mm. Legions halls. Um, nice. Uh, where else? Oh, we, yeah, we've been to Toronto and Windsor and Kingston. Yeah. Um, uh, anywhere. So uh, what, what's neat about the wrestling on the independent level is that it's happening literally everywhere. You could mm-hmm. go to any town in North America, yeah. and on a weekend you could probably find this Friday, little Saturday, group of people who they're not making any money, and yeah. they're, they're only getting a couple you know, hundred mm-hmm. people in the crowd maybe. Yeah. But, but it's this whole world kind of like community theater or comedy or improv totally. or punk rock. And the fact that there's a, a punk rock slash wrestling show coming up, mm-hmm. it, it's such a perfect fit because yeah. the lifestyle, it's a very, at that level, you're doing it because you love it. There's no money in it. Mm-hmm. It's all blood, sweat, and tears. Everyone yeah. has a day job. Yeah. You know, but their kids are out there and they're, they're And they do it because that's their happy place. Yep. Like, yeah. I've talked to wrestlers backstage who... Um, this is before the show starts and they're just getting their gear on and they're like, this is my happy place. My friends are here. You know, it's, it's yeah. a real sense of community. And what, I, what amazed me is wrestling presents as this violent combat sport. Mm-hmm. And it is violent in the sense that it's hard to do and it, it's physical. But these people are some of the least violent, mm-hmm. most friendly, most thoughtful people who the last thing they want to do is hurt yeah. anybody. The whole point is to do this show without hurting. If you hurt somebody, you suck as a yeah. wrestler. Like, <laughs> if it happens once or twice, it. sure, it, it, it mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. But the mark of a good wrestler is someone who makes it look like they're hurting somebody but never actually does. And yeah. to, to watch you know, part of this process, it, I've been training along with other rookies to the point where now I'm refereeing some matches on shows that we've all basically learned mm-hmm. the ropes together. And, and it's, it's really fun to watch people 
progress and, and realize that they're ready not just to put themselves in the situation that can be dangerous, but be entrusted with the safety of someone else mm -hmm. to put on this show. And yeah. Yeah. It must be so neat to see the sort of the journey that it takes to get there. Right. Cause when yeah. you're growing up and you just see the people on TV and yep. you kind of think, Oh, well now they're on TV. They're a celebrity, right? They're a famous wrestler, but to see sort of like the grassroots level yeah. is so cool. And yeah, community theater, I feel like is a really good, comparison yeah. to it you know the, the people that are starting it out yeah. they're like working their way up to larger roles mm -hmm. in the production right they're a chorus then they're a secondary yeah. character then they're the lead character then they're on a leadership team or something so it must be really neat to sort of see what that looks like at a local yeah. level and probably really enjoyable for yeah the non-wrestling fans to see what that like community sort of performance circle looks like it, it amazes me and i always challenge people who've never been to a live wrestling show to come to one of those shows mm -hmm. i say i dare you to not have fun yeah. and so far nobody has proven me wrong every <laughs> like including my family who like my my sister and my stepmom were convinced my whole life that they hated <laughs> wrestling until what a month ago and i said come to a show i, I was refereeing on it was in goderich ontario and they all had a blast. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, they're looking forward to doing it again because it's not what people think it is. It's, it's not UFC. People, nobody's really. Be, it, it's, it's a play. It's a multi-act play. Yes. And if you don't like, <laughs> if you don't like this act, we'll just wait because the next one's either going to be funnier or or more exciting or more dangerous or whatever. And the audience can interact. Yes, it's That's the best part of the show. That's what I love so much show. about yeah. it. That's I didn't ex anticipate that when I came out to these shows. I I knew people had signs and they were clapping and cheering but I did not know it was so interactive oh yeah and like little small kids screaming yep. their brains out mm -hmm. for what they want to happen <laughs> or not happen or 44 year old grown men well also, <laughs> also but yeah. you know like it, there's so much freedom in that like, yeah you're allowed to yell at the bad guy and tell him he sucks or yell it's at the ref here. open your eyes oh, exactly. I've heard a lot of that yeah, yeah. 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 I've heard a lot of that and what's ref, crazy you suck ref you suck I, I've got that. that I've got yeah. ref you suck yeah. ref open your eyes slow and what's amazing is when I'm in there and I'm wearing the stripes, I'm supposed to be oblivious to all that. Yeah. But it kind of hurts. I can't let on. <laughs> and what's crazy is my whole life I've been the one yelling at the referee, hey, open your eyes, yeah. you idiot. And now it's coming back at me. I'm like, hey, I'm doing the best <laughs> I can. But isn't that you're doing your job then, yes. right? So yeah. you do that, that, that's a sign that like, yeah. uh, I'm doing good here. And exactly. yeah, because it is, it's not just like a spectator sport because mm -hmm. it's not just people watching. No, they really are a part of the show. Yeah. Absolutely. And... That's why during the lockdowns, when televised wrestling was done in front of empty studios, yeah. I, I tuned out. I stopped watching entirely, yep. wow. and I actually fell out of love with wrestling. Like, I couldn't stand the sight of uh, watching because I found it so too. pointless without a crowd. Mm -hmm. And then doing this movie has been not only do I like wrestling again, but I think I like it more than I ever did before because now I'm. Now it's like a warm hug. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're part of the family exactly. now, right? It is actually, it's become kind of a weekend hobby. I, I'm going to probably keep refereeing whether we film it or not. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, if you like wrestling, it's better than a ringside seat. Yeah. It's a ring-in seat. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to move around a lot and sweat. That's <laughs> and there's more, there's more to it than just one, two, three, five yeah. counts, ten counts, right? Like That's really what I wanted to convey. Uh, that I, I sort of inherently knew there's more to it than that. But like a magic show, you don't always know how the trick is done, right? And so 
Um, I've been interviewing all these different referees. Some have been doing it for years. We talked to Earl Hebner, who's one of the all-time greatest ref in my opinion. Yeah. I love Earl, the Goat Zebra. We got a photo with Earl Hebner. Like, how is yeah. that? <laughs> I love when he used to push back. Yes, that was always my favorite thing. So I remember as a kid, I saw him in a. Fl- I was at a live show, and he shoved Ric Flair, and Ric Flair shoved him, and I thought I was seeing something that nobody had ever. Like, this is unprecedented. Of course, they were doing that every night in every yeah. town. But right, I told her yeah. while we were filming, I said, you know, I saw you shove Ric Flair, and I thought that I was seeing something truly magical. <laughs> he goes, yeah, we did that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, He's yeah. so great. He's so animated, too, when he point, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so there's so, so what, like what you said, there's so much going on. Because it is a, a, a spectator spectacle, a big part of the referee's job especially for first-timers. Every wrestling crowd has fans and first-timers, right? Mm -hmm. And a first-timer doesn't necessarily know any of the rules. Like, oh, you you can't choke or you can't pull the hair. But the referee is is the living embodiment of of that structure, the rules of this fake universe, this bizarre (laughs) parallel universe. So Mm -hmm. when there's a hair pull... I don't just say, hey, don't pull the hair. Yeah. I, I like mime. I don't, I don't have hair. It's funny, but I mime yeah. grabbing my hair, yanking my neck back. I was like, yeah. I'm watching you, and I'm yeah. pointing in the eyes, my eyes. And so you're, you're really an envoy for the audience to say, okay, here's what the rules are. Because if, if, if there isn't a structure that has some kind of internal logic, then it doesn't matter if the bad guy cheats or the good guy is getting cheated. Nobody mm-hmm. cares. Um, it's funny, the first match I refereed had no rules. It was an all, no holds barred match. Oh, and, uh, cool. So I was like, hey, stop <laughs> doing that because it's rude. Um, it's, uh, it's the easiest kind of match to referee, but it's also there's not much to do. So Tough I, count, first count the yeah, I, I graduated to matches that actually have rules. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there are things going on like the referee is a secret communicator. Uh, every re- wrestling match has its... You know, not every move is planned out, but they have their peaks and valleys mm-hmm. and their beats. And wrestlers will sometimes forget where they are in a match, just like any other performer. And so the referee will communicate between the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So one may be out on the outside, you know, uh, berating a fan and will whisper to the referee, I'm lost. And the referee goes inside yeah. and talks to the other guy and says, what's next? And then, you know, there, there's stuff like that that happens. And also very serious stuff that we've seen where the referee has to know the difference between selling a move, i.e. so hard. Uh, like someone feigning pain right. versus actual pain because yeah. it can happen an instant. And we've made friends, and even from the outside when I'm filming, I've I've wanted to stop yeah. and like check he's on hurt. our friends. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, wait. This he's is part of the show, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to, to yeah. cut you off. Yeah, well, if they're really good, they'll they'll sell even well after the match. Yeah. They go mm-hmm. to the merch table at intermission. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my back. You know? Um, <laughs> But as a referee, I have to know if someone's actually hurt, and then the whole, there's a whole different protocol yeah, to stop course. the show. And um, but if they're really good at it, I've been fooled. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's been times when I uh, part of the referee's job is to constantly check on the wrestlers, make sure they're okay. If they need breathing room to catch, you know, if, if to walk off an injury or something. Um, but uh, I'll. I'll check on them and like, are you okay? And sometimes like, yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. um, there's so much more to it than even I thought there would be, mm-hmm. and I knew there would be more to it than I thought there would be. So if that makes any sense. Oh, I love um, that. And even Earl Hebner, who's been doing it 45 years or so, he said uh, he still learns stuff every time he's in the ring. He still learns new things. So 
do you find you you watch matches now with a totally different perspective? Entirely different. I sometimes I have to tell myself to start watching the wrestlers again because I'm just focused on the referee. But I'm really, you know, especially in televised wrestling, these are not only largely improvised one-act plays mm -hmm. that have never been done before. They only get one shot, there's no do-over, and they're doing it between commercial breaks. So they're timed. And the timing is handled by the referee with an earpiece. Oh, okay. And so you'll sometimes see this on... I haven't worked with an earpiece yet. That's like... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got to graduate from like private to corporal or yeah. something in the referee ranks. But uh, it's the referee that's giving the time cue saying we got 10 seconds to commercial and the referees have to. So it, what I've discovered is the, the there's no such thing really as one wrestler slamming another and throwing another. Every wrestling match is two people performing moves together. Yeah. And sometimes it's three people. The referee is one of those people. He may not be throwing people around, but has to be in just the right place or just the wrong place. The, that's the most fun part. The, the title of the movie is a play on the idea that the referee is chronically blind and yeah. missing, <laughs> missing the cheating. And yeah. uh, that's, one of, that, that's one of the great perks of the job is being the only guy in the arena that doesn't see something. Yeah. Like, there's... Yeah, I can hear the audience saying, turn around, you idiot, yeah. turn around. But I'm like, but I have to attend to this yeah. distraction that I've been handed for that's, some reason. That's sometimes the best parts of the match is when it's like, they're, oh, oh, it's, turn around, yeah, and you're yeah. yelling at the ref. Or when the ref takes a bump, and you're like, okay, now all hell's about to break yeah. loose. It's about, yeah. business is about to pick up. Exactly. You know, it's about to get crazy. I took my first ref bump not long ago, and I took it from a guy named Madman Pondo. I wanted he's to like, talk about Pondo. He's a, he's a legend on the deathmatch scene. He's, he's been doing, like, blood and guts like glass and barbed wire for he's years been on, on, unscripted twice he's the only two-timer on your <laughs> podcast yes. right yep. and uh, so he's a lovely guy you, you look at him covered Nicest in blood guy. and think that he's a monster but he's a lovely guy and, and, and my brought match, him up from the states to yeah. do a death match with warhead yep. and death proof wrestling right yep so we're uh yeah warhead is a is a local wrestler he runs a promotion so we bring up this death match wrestler for this bloody gory death match and it involved me get taking a bump which means getting hit by the okay. wrestler i was kind of scared because i'm old and fragile <laughs> and backstage i said to this madman pondo this bloodthirsty crazy guy's like you're not gonna kill me are you and he goes ah oh, no nah, man you won't feel a thing and sure enough you know it's not that i didn't feel a thing but i I've, i knew i was safe and that nobody wanted to hurt me nobody wanted yeah. anyone to get hurt everyone wants to go home Feeling okay, you know. Have this a nice is a match with like broken glass, light tubes, yeah. windshields. Yeah. Oh yeah, tacks, I did. I did get a global oh, the tacks, the tacks, the, the tack shoes. Yeah. I have, I have some friends that watch wrestling a yeah. lot, so I'm sometimes there when it's on. Yes. Okay. And as soon as the tack shoes come out, I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm pretty squeamish about blood and stuff. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't say I, I want to do, do that it. again. <laughs> no. But that was the one thing. I was like a bucket list as. Because I, I like Madman Pondo, and I kind of like those gory deathmatch things. Mm. But I, I don't have any desire to um, to do that again. Like yeah. <laughs> I uh, left that from filming. I was filming, obviously. Yeah. That's my role. And I left that match with blood on me and a pair of shoes I still haven't worn since then because there's so much glass in the bottom oh of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 But Pondo, I wanted to talk about this for a second um, because I'm – privilege to work on so many projects that are about joy and this is mm -hmm. another project that is about joy everyone is having fun 
everyone is taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. And can you say, because I won't, it's your story. I wasn't there. I wish I was filming it. But Pondo said something beautiful to you backstage. Everyone was out front yelling, Pondo, Pondo, oh, yeah. Pondo. And I think you said, I think if I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. you said, do you ever get sick of that? Yeah. So, so we're sitting backstage. It's not a big venue. So you can hear the crowd on the other side of the curtain. He was actually just playing like a f- game on his phone, some some slot machine game yeah. or something. But he can hear that the crowd's chanting his name because they know he's coming up after intermission. And he's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. for a subset yeah. of these people. Um, and he'll go home and continue to be a nobody until he's back in front of a wrestling crowd. Yeah. Like, he's not celebrity famous. He's wrestling famous. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're chanting his name, and he starts sort of bobbing his head like like <laughs> he can hear them chanting. I said, do you ever get sick of that? Or Does that ever get old? Yeah. And he goes, man... The moment that gets old, you got to get the hell out of this business. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it's he, he didn't do it for the money because we we paid him enough to cover a meal or two and some gas. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, he he does it because he loves it, yeah. and uh, and they all do it because they love it. it that's it's like any artist, right? Like a musician yep. or yeah. anything. It's like. I just want to play. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to wrestle. I, you yeah. know, like I just want DJ Black Christmas. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I just I want to be, yeah. <laughs> I think of the wrestlers more as performance artists than sports competitors. Yeah. You know, they are yeah. athletes, Absolutely. but they're, they're not competing in a sport. They're, they're putting on performance art. And when you switch your lens on what wrestling is and just sort of accept it for all of its silliness and all of its bizarre rules and, mm-hmm. and lack of rules, it's... Uh, yeah, like I said, I sort of fell back in love with it by by looking at it as this collective piece of performance art that mm-hmm. that friends and strangers put on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when are you are are you still are you still filming? Yes. Or like I know there's some bits out on the internet in a trailer, but still filming some new pieces. We've done lots of filming. There's a little bit more to go. Just a little bit. And uh, we will be filming in Kitchener on. December 9th? Uh, December 9th at Elements at the yeah. Punk Rock Slobberknocker, which is uh, yeah, uh, live wrestling and live punk rock, um, sort of alternating. Mm-hmm. Uh, that show features uh, Gangrel, former WWE uh, superstar Gangrel, the Vampire mm-hmm. Warrior. And it features me in my black and white stripes <laughs> trying to maintain law and order in this mm-hmm. chaos. Um, nice. I'm very excited about that. Very yeah. cool. When yeah. when do you hope to get the film out to folks, or is that still just in the future? No, we're <laughs> we're we're planning for June of twenty four. Okay, um, we we're really excited to get what we have out there. We've got a lot of surprise voices and spots, mm, and cool. uh, it's going to be something special. So we're planning a local screening in June of twenty four. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Well, you can come back on the show when it's ready. We'd love to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if people want to like find out more about it, support you folks online, where can they get some more info about it? TheRefMovie.com. That's okay. TheRefMovie.com. It's at TheRefMovie.com. <laughs> <laughs> they love say it. you have to repeat something yeah. three times for it to sink in. That's easy. <laughs> well, yeah, honestly, you've got me hooked already. Like I said, I'm not someone that knows wrestling. Perfect. But like, You're the audience. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a community theater nerd perfect, and like perfect. arts, performing arts nerd. So I'm already excited Will to see it. Will you come to a show? Yeah, okay. yeah, I would at some point. I've never seen December 9th at live Elements. wrestling. <laughs> it's gonna be um, fun. My band did a wrestling music video a few years ago. It's so beautiful. And it was we with like it, yeah, yeah. it was with local wrestlers, yeah. and it was so fun. And yeah, again, they like brought their kids and stuff, yep. and we were not expecting it at all. But yeah, I've really grown to like appreciate sort of that local grassroots spirits. level. I feel uh, like there's not enough community. crossover between the 
local arts and local wrestling yeah. communities. But there's some crossover, and it's happening soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. got to get that going. So best of luck with uh, the rest of the filming, and thank you so, so much for telling us these stories and sharing the joy that is that is wrestling. Thanks for having us, and congratulations on your 50th episode. We're so thank honored you. to be here with you guys. Yes, for thank, it. You. thank you. Thank you. Well, we are going to hear another local song. Like I said, I'm diving into the Christmas music early. Um, every year, Midtown Radio, or the past three years, Midtown Radio has commissioned local artists to record holiday music for our station. And this has been one of my favorites. We got it last year from singer-songwriter Rachel Hickey. She recorded an absolutely stunning version of River and ended up releasing it on her Spotify and streaming services as well. So this is River by Rachel Hickey. I wish I had 
just heard River by local singer-songwriter Rachel Hickey here on On The Scene on Midtown Radio. Well, before we wrap things up for the evening, it is time for our three stars of KW. We really do need to get a sound effect. <laughs> Next season we'll get Maybe, one. yeah. <laughs> Every good. episode of On The Scene, we are choosing three things in KW that deserve VIP status and a little shout out for how great they make our cities. So Derek, star number one this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Casa Toro 88. It's uh, authentic authentic Mexican street food. Uh, It's on Benton Street. It Mm -hmm. just opened maybe three, maybe a month ago. Yeah. Uh, We just happened to be walking by it and they were doing their soft open, uh, my wife and I, and fantastic Mexican food. Absolutely delicious. Nice. Can't recommend it enough. Fantastic. Have to check it out. Yeah, I've heard good things. It's it's really yeah. quite good. <laughs> okay, star number two this week. This one's a little strange, but it's like childhood nostalgia and goes with the season. Okay. The, the lights display at Waterloo Park. Okay. The wonders of winter. The dinosaurs <laughs> that run along the train track. Okay, yeah. Those are my favorite because like who thought like oh christmas lights display (laughs) let's put up brontosauruses like it's so weird but i just love it are they wearing christmas hats no no they're just dinosaurs (laughs) they're naked they're just (laughs) they're just dinosaurs hanging out by the train and uh i love it it's just it's just special that's christmas to me the dinosaurs at waterloo park absolutely that works (laughs) and colin is going to give us our third star of kw this week what do you got colin i've got number 214 and that's number 214 on the menu of Pho Dao Bo, the Vietnamese noodle place. I have eaten there hundreds of times and I've only eaten number 214 <laughs> which is egg noodle. That's not true. I have eaten other things but 98% of the time I get the egg noodle and rice noodle seafood soup with a little shrimp cracker on the side and it's always delicious. It's always exactly the same. It's always the way I want it to be. And uh, so that's my star. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, our three stars of KW, for making Kitchener-Waterloo an amazing place to be. 
we thank you for your service. If you ever have a suggestion for another star of KW, you can send it our way on our Instagram page at OnTheScenekW. Well, we are just about out of time for our last interview episode of the season. It's been a really fun season. It has. We've gotten to chat with a lot of really cool folks um, over the last couple months. And next week, we're going to do our wrap-up episode, sort of look back on some of our favorite interviews from the season. But, uh, yeah, this has been a fantastic last episode and a fantastic 50th episode it's, as it's well. I'm just going to say it right now. It's been one of my favorite episodes, <laughs> yeah. but that's because I'm a super wrestling nerd. <laughs> you got to nerd out, ask I, some yeah. good wrestling uh, I, I held back, believe me. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a two-hour special yeah, with Derek. Yeah. <laughs> An after-hour special. <laughs> Derek and Colin just talk for Let's do it. Yeah, eight hours <laughs> about wrestling. <laughs> well, um, thanks again to our guests, Sarah Guidlinger and Colin Hunter, for being on our show this evening. A big, big thanks to the Adventurers Guild in downtown Kitchener for hosting us. Uh, there's folks playing board games. There's delicious food and drinks coming from the kitchen. I've been drinking all night the Jean-Luc, which is a gin and tonic with Earl Grey. And there's a Star Trek joke that I don't know about it. <laughs> But it's a great drink. So <laughs> highly recommend. If you like Earl Grey tea, if you like gin and tonic, this is like one of the most delicious cocktails I've ever had. Big fan. Get down here at warp speed. <laughs> okay, get that. <laughs> you got that one. <laughs> <laughs> On the Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. And shout out to local jazz fusion band, Top Pocket. We use their song, Wow, as our theme song um, every episode. So shout out to the awesome music they're making. Well, next week we will be back with our wrap-up episode. Not sure where we're going to record it yet, but very excited to look back on the season and replay some of our favorite clips. Yeah. Maybe pick out some new three stars as well to end off the year. Um, if you ever want to get in touch with us, you can always reach out on Instagram at OnTheScenekW. And we're going to close things off by listening to one more holiday song. Um, this comes from Onion Honey, and they released a holiday EP last year, actually. It's so good. We had them on the show earlier this year. They're local sort of old-timey folk is what they call themselves. And um, they are doing an awesome holiday hootenanny at um, Emmanuel United Church, actually. I'm just looking up what day it is. It's next week. I think it's on. Here it is. The holiday hootenanny on Saturday, December 9th. It's at Emmanuel United Church. They're going to do like a first set that is sort of their holiday music and then a second set that's like holiday sing-alongs nice. uh, that people can just join in with. So check that out if you like folk music, if you like holiday music. Onion Honey put on a fantastic show. So we are going to end things off with their song Holiday Hoot Nanny that they released last year. Until next week, I'm Allison Jack, And I'm Derek Riddle. Have a good night, everyone. And that's the bottom line, because On The Scene said so.
biscuits in the pan. Don't mention that the kitchen smells like smoke. There's way too many people in there trying to land a hand. Your uncle keeps repeating that dumb joke.